0: Intuitioners, intuitionites, intuition users. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to this episode of Intuition, Your First Sons. Thank you for spending your time with me. I really appreciate that. I am grateful to the listens all across the world. This just amazes me. I love technology and I love the fact that I can connect to someone in Pakistan or I can be in Australia and energetically we can be, maybe we're going for a walk together. Maybe we're cleaning the house. I like doing laundry. If you want to do that, uh, you know, maybe we're working out or maybe we're riding the subway wherever I get to go with you. I am so, so grateful and feel that it helps to create us create a web, not the internet web, but like a web of connectedness because. You know, don't we all want to be heard and in podcast form? Well you get heard. And hopefully these topics that we talk about and that will I talk about and you listen <laughs> help you to be heard in your own life, to be seen in your own life. This is the episode where I take a chapter from the book that desperately needs to be rewritten, but have not made it to the top of the priority pile and read a chapter from it and this month's episode is about it I wonder if I'm probably going to have to put, I don't know, I don't think shit gets uh, flagged, but I was just thinking, should I put a warning on the language? So I will say, if you were listening to this with little ones around, um, I am going to be saying that shh-it word a couple times. And for very different reasons than the actual swearing, but it will come about in the reading. So it was my kid's first word. So her first true word, I could thank my mother for that. Uh, So for me, it's never been a big deal, but that might be different for you. So this chapter is called Shh It, and I'm going to begin now and then ad lib as I go. And I hope you enjoy. I just Allow the information to flow through, take what resonates, then toss out the rest. Have you ever noticed that sometimes there is an overwhelming urge to swear? I don't mean a slew of profanity, but sometimes there is a satisfaction and a short expletive that can clear a lot of energy. For this chapter, shh, it, has many meanings that we will explore, one being the perfect word in our house when we were growing up, as I said. My mother was a rather proper woman who didn't swear often, but when she did, it was the S-word. I really didn't hear any other words in the home except that one and her famous line of what S.O.B. did this, to which you better fess up if it was you. This was such a powerful word for her. As I've shared earlier, it was our daughter's first clear word after Dada and Mama. Perhaps should have thought better about child care during that time period, but... And I wanted them to spend time together. And what's one little word? <laughs> I have found that it is also my favorite go-to word. It has a great start with the shh, which has a calming effect, and then the very effective ending of it starts soft and hard with an outpouring of emphatic punctuation. Now I know there are a lot of people who will say swearing is not necessary. You can find other ways of communicating. And for the most part, I completely agree, but shh, it will always have a free pass in my home. I've tried editing it for those younger or in settings where letting it fly with schnitzel fritz or something along those lines. It's just not as freeing. So I will stick to the original, (laughs) embrace my colorful language, and know that it's a reflection of my intelligence rather than the other. Another meaning that had occurred to me regarding shh it was that it does have a calming energy. So say it with me. Nice and deep breath in. Good. And out with the shh sound. Often after this exercise, there's an ah feeling that happens. The ah is you receiving the benefit of breath. The incredible feeling is the it in this chapter, incredible tranquility. Isn't that what most of us are seeking? A feeling of being tranquil in our lives, within ourselves, in most situations. Had you ever wondered how those that have cultivated the practice of meditation can sit in moments of silence and to contemplate all the inner workings of themselves and their soul? I have. I still do. I meditate and it's still challenging for me. But meditation is key to that ah place. It just is. And if you consider meditation to be the connection to you, that's what we're talking about here. If we could relax just a bit about what meditation is, it would go better for the millions of us that think we can't meditate at times. I suggest to everyone I meet that meditation could help them in whatever form they Want to take on? It isn't because I'm able to meditate now after trust me, a decade of trying initially. It's because I feel that it helps people to connect to themselves, and it is that, like I said, the key to the ah place. And if we are placing an importance of our health and our mental sanity as well as connection to spirit, we have to include meditation. However meditation is not all created equally for one person it might be a walk in the woods for another it may be sitting in lotus position and oming for yet another it could be painting a picture the best way to meditate for some may be to stare out a window for a few minutes not really focused on anything and allowing that process i've asked people if they're able to do this have they caught themselves staring off into space And when they're like, yeah, and they're usually derogatory towards themselves, I'm like, well, congratulations, because you just meditated. They had no clue that it was meditation. The word alone has become intimidating and created a platform when that's the very opposite of what it's about. It's not about putting someone on a pedestal or platform. It's about connecting with yourself. And I feel like because there's such a connotation of you should be good at it the minute you try it. That people then resist it. I know I did. I know I did. I didn't want to be quiet with my feelings and my emotions and my knowing. Oh, Lord, no, I did not. But then once I realized, oh, by getting quiet, it actually allows things to pass through. It's a daily practice for me. And that might be while I'm waiting in the car for someone to come out of the store. It might be first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee in my hand. Um, And maybe between sessions, if I feel like the person I'm about to do a. A call with is feeling anxious. I need to meditate and ground myself first. So it can be intimidating to even think about. And I also want to remind you that it takes practice like anything else. That's why it's called a meditation practice. And when you resist the idea and resist the action of it, it leads to the inaction. You just won't do it. So when was the last time you allowed yourself to check out, to space cadet, to daydream? I'm not talking about under the influence of any other substances. I'm talking about in your own world, when have you allowed yourself to stare out the window in wonder or to just let your head go wherever it wants to go. It's very important to allow yourself to do that for that moment of release and letting go of any hold you may have on a situation in your life that's not moving or not moving at the speed that you would like it to. It's the release that you find when your ah moment is there and you realize it wasn't that far off to begin with, but because you didn't pause, you had no awareness that it was right there. When you meditate more, it brings the ability to take in more, but not in an overwhelming way, in an appreciative way, and in a calming way, actually. A few tips that I've come up with over the years to clear my mind is <laughs> since I, my mind used to be as active as, you know, that little ticker that runs at the bottom of the New York Stock Exchange. It runs and it gives all the, the letters and the numbers that most of us have no idea what they mean. That's what my head looked like inside my head and felt like. So trust me when I say I am every avenue of meditation and I found a few that actually work well again for me take what resonates throughout the rest and make this fun all right make this something that you give yourself not something that becomes another chore to do or you won't do it there's an app for that I created an app for developing intuition I created an app that will help you connect with community and I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure, and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. So, as I've said before, find a window and notice what you see from there. Do you see trees, a skyline, a complete open area full of potential nothingness? Start by marveling in how exactly did all of that get created? What energy could create a leaf? Who built that building? While it may seem counterproductive to introduce questions into a situation where you're attempting no thought, I have found it very beneficial as a sort of redirectional therapy. See where you can go with this, and if you can get to a place where you don't have a follow-up question, where you run out of questions, and then with that, it will allow you to consider the space that's there because there's no follow-up question, we'll just Take the space. And then once you do that, you could also try this. I love to count my breath. It's the method that works for calming my brain. It's very simple. It's in every meditation practice recommended. And it's very portable because wherever you're going, you're breathing. So you simply inhale and exhale, clearing your lungs, right? Clear it out. Go ahead and do that. Okay, on the next inhale, count to four as you inhale, two, three, four, then hold for four, two, three, four, release with control for four, two, three, four, repeat that as often as you can. This is fantastic when you're in a meeting. This is great when you're waiting to go see the doctor, Um, you know, you want to lower the blood pressure because it's not always that high. Um, It's great when you have to respond to someone or an email and you just don't know how you're going to do it. But mostly it's just wonderful to clear the gunk out of your lungs, to connect with yourself and hey, practice your counting. How often do I do that these days? I've done this while standing in line at the grocery store. Um, I have done it while driving. If I was feeling particularly tense about the area that I was in, um, because Vicky does not have the best geographical sense, um, and if I could feel myself getting hyped up, which then means I won't be able to pay attention to where I'm supposed to go, I will go to this breath. And the count of four is plenty. You can extend that if you would like to, but you don't have to. You could stick with four, four, four. You can do four, two, four. Whatever you need to do to help that monkey mind give it something to do. It's like handing it a banana and then it will become second nature to you. If someone is telling you a long story, take that time to, to take some breaths. Everywhere you are can benefit from breath work. It's a method that allowed me to clear my mind initially when I am going into a session. I will go to that not only to calm my space, but I need to clear my head and not bring my stuff into session because that's not what people are paying for. And I want to be able to intuitively see what's up for them. So anytime that you're feeling frazzled and anytime you feel like your shoulders are reaching your ears and they're becoming earrings rather than shoulders, you're welcome to do this anywhere. My mother used to say to me all the time, whatever I say goes in one ear and out the other, Victoria, you know, when they always use your full name, (laughs) at least your first full name. Oh, man. Uh, And she used to say that to me. And this, I realized one time while I was trying to meditate, that message was going through my head and I felt like it was a processing of what she was saying to me. And I was getting a little upset because I'm like, I just want some peace and quiet. I just want some. Clarity here. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I am going to use this. She may have been frustrated because I didn't listen or pay attention to what she said, but I used it to meditate. I literally picture the words like on that ticker tape going in one ear and out the other. And they pass through. So when thoughts come up of why did you do that, Vicki? You haven't finished this. You need to get to that. You didn't answer that email all those things. I'm like, no, in one ear and out the other. If you are not here to help me, you may not stay. And in doing that, I've been able to calm my breathing to also let go of some resentment of having that said to me, uh, but also clear some space between my ears. Uh, There are times where I have no thought going on in there. And yes, at first it did concern me. My father did have Alzheimer's. So I was like, oh boy, I have no thought in there. But then I realized our brain is there to keep us alive. There's going to be a thought pretty soon. So that vacancy that's between my ears at that time is a defragging program. So whatever thought comes in goes out and it goes in one ear and out the other. And because I'm visual, I use that uh, because it helps me. And I do it for about three minutes or whatever time it feels breathing wise is appropriate. You can do the same. Listen, this is your breath. This is your process. You do what works for you. One of the other methods that I love so much is a guided meditation. Again, sometimes the head is so busy that, I, and I get tired of being in charge of everything in my business. <laughs> and sometimes in my life, uh, I'm, I, I love being an adult, but often, There are some stresses that I need to release and a guided meditation is how I do it because it's like going to the personal trainer, right? You know how to do a push up, hopefully with good form. And after you've worked out for a few years in the gym and doing a, you know what to do. But I love going to Justin so he can just say, Vicky, 10 of those, eight of those, 15 of those. And my brain gets to defrag in that too, because all I have to pay attention to is how my body gets there. So a guided meditation is the same. I love that you can download them anywhere. There's so many great apps. Um, You can let go of the cares and the to-da list for a few minutes because someone else is in charge. Someone else is literally telling you when to breathe and when to move on to the next thought. What's really important with guided meditations is to find one that the voice of the person reading it is pleasant to you. I have purchased some and been halfway into the introduction and my eyes just open and I'm like, no, no, that is the most grating voice I have ever heard. And how come their friends didn't tell them that this would make the best meditation because that could have saved some money? Now, maybe other people love the sound of the voice, but if you're one who's recording meditations and you have a very deep or sharp or fast way of talking or heavy accent that may not appeal to a large audience, please hire someone to do it. Just listen to someone or hire a voice actor. It's worth it because there is nothing quite as frustrating as taking the time for yourself to calm and get into that space only to have a cheese grater run through your ears. So do your homework. A lot of them you can play an audio sample. Um, and the store we had, we had a demo of every CD so people could sit there and listen and find out, is it a meditation CD? Have you, ever, have you ever done this? You purchase one because it has lovely soothing sounds. And then all of a sudden in the middle, there's this parrot or crow that goes off and you're jolted right out. It's important to do your research. You know, you, you take a car for a test drive, you want to do that with music um, and any kind of guided recording as well. Whatever mechanism you come up with to create that shh and that internal tranquility, take your time with it and also know that it may change over time. There have been many times in my life where sitting and and. Calming and doing the quiet meditation or even guided just didn't work for me. It made me more agitated. But I could get on the spin bike because I'm not going to run into a tree or fall off. And I will close my eyes and just go um, to a playlist or something. And not only does it work out energy, when I get off, I feel like I meditated. So listen to your own wiring. Your wiring is wonderful. Your wiring is truthful to you if you listen to it you will find the thing that connects you into you again um our brain is wired to keep going and it really takes its job seriously so please know that you are not going to arrive in a place of meditation where you have no thought for greater than a couple minutes you might get to those couple minutes and it's pretty great but don't worry about that you have not done something wrong That brain's job is literally to bring another thought to you so you don't keel over. Because if you go so long without thought, well, you've already croaked, and you don't need meditation. It will take some time to train your brain and to help the physiology connect those, you know, shoot off the neurons to create the neural pathways and allowing the mind to be quiet so that it feels protected. You have to feel safe in your environment in order to meditate, and you have to bring a sense of, I think you have to bring a sense of, I'm doing this even though it feels weird sometimes, I'm doing this because I really want that calm and that peace that comes with quieting the inner chatter and the external chatter, so i wish you well with this please know that it is a lifelong process that's not meant to depress you that is actually meant to be like cool didn't get it today i'll give it a shot tomorrow and please make it portable take it wherever you go and tune into your breath and you'll do okay um try a class download some apps that'll help you come the calm app is very lovely um, there's inner brain. There's a couple of them. You know you, so play around with it. If something doesn't work, well, just go to the next thing and you'll find that. I promise you, if you stay with it, you will find your sense of inner tranquility. How you get there is what matters because then you are listening to you and your soul. That's important. Thank you, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickybairdcom slash booking. That's vickibair dcom slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.